Welcome to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, a podcast created to help you conquer the mental load of motherhood so you can be intentional with the missions God has called you to both in and out of motherhood. Here, you will learn how to manage it all, your time, your home, your family, your career, and more so you can go from feeling overwhelmed and stretched thin to mothering with joy and living fully on purpose for the Lord. If you're ready to change your motherhood narrative, reclaim your joy, own your time, and get back to your mission, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, founder, and CEO of Mission Motherhood, Caroline J. Sumlin. Ready? Let's do this. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Mission Motherhood podcast. I'm so happy to have you here today. I can't believe this is actually happening. A little backstory before I dive in, but I have been basically calling myself starting a podcast for the last several months. Really, um, even before I began this business, or I don't really like to say business, but this ministry that God has called me to, this work that he has called me to with helping mothers um, and equipping mothers with um, structuring their lives and living on purpose for the Lord. Um, I have always known that I wanted to do a podcast. I've always felt very called to do a podcast, but it just was not the right time. And that's, you know, when you're submitting to the Lord's timing, that's okay. It's, it's on his timing. Um, this podcast has had a couple different names before I've recorded several episodes and then still not launched as God has made it much more clear, um, exactly how he is calling me to, to show up in this way. And of course, um, as excited as we can get sometimes to jump on something that we, that we receive a vision or a mission for, from the Lord, it's so important to stop and to be still and to ask God for his wisdom and his timing and his steps. Remember, a man plans his way, but the Lord determine his step, determines his steps. So that's essentially the, the backstory of how this could have been a podcast several months ago, but it, it, it wasn't supposed to be. It's, it's all in God's timing. So I just can't believe that we're actually here, that you're actually listening to this, that this is going from my tiny little closet and my tiny little microphone to your ears. And it's kind of scary. It feels kind of vulnerable to actually know that somebody is out there listening to my voice right now and receiving you know, the content and the information and all the things that God has placed in my heart to share with you. Um, it's a big, it's a big moment. So thank you for being here with me. Thank you for celebrating this milestone with me. I could not be more grateful for your presence. And um, I would just love for you to pause anytime in this episode, if you're just like, wow, this is, this is a podcast that all of my mom friends, all of my girlfriends need to be listening to right now. If you feel that way in any point in time, pause this episode, take a screenshot, 
you don't really have to pause to take a screenshot, but of course I want you to not miss anything, right? But um, take a screenshot and tag me in your Instagram story. Share to your Instagram stories a screenshot of you listening to the show. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was or your biggest aha moment or just your biggest, mm, that's good moment. And tag me at Caroline J. Summit on Instagram so I can see that you're listening, see that you're you're, you're sharing it. And of course, it spreads the word for other moms to hop on and download this podcast, subscribe to the show and begin listening themselves. So thank you so much in advance for helping me share the movement of Mission Motherhood. And without further ado, let's actually dive into today's content. So this is the first episode. So I'm, I'm here to talk to you about what the purpose of Mission Motherhood is. Where does Mission Motherhood come from? Um, I fully believe in changing the motherhood narrative that we see currently in today's media, today's world, which is a very much kind of a mommy martyrdom motherhood, um, very much a negative outlook on motherhood. I, for one, I, if I was not a mother right now, I would honestly be afraid to become one because of how miserable it seems like all mothers are. And I definitely believe that motherhood is a gift and a joy. And I know all mothers do. I know all of us mothers, we love our children dearly. Being overwhelmed and being, you know, miserable or lost or feeling like your joy is gone does not negate the love for your children. But at the same time, if your motherhood journey is so miserable, then then that's not that's not how God has called your motherhood journey to be. Motherhood in itself is supposed to be a gift and a joy. Children are a reward from the Lord. And that reward, while it's difficult, while it's hard, while it can be uncomfortable, because anytime we're called to something that is so worthwhile, it's not going to be easy. We know the difficulty of labor, but then produces the fruit of a child. So we know that there's going to be difficulty in motherhood. We know that there's days that are trying. There's days where we feel like we can't be touched anymore. There's days where we want to pull our hair out. There's days where we literally wonder what we got ourselves into. That is that is never going to go away. However, if our... if 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 that is our forever story in motherhood and we have completely lost our joy, then I feel so strongly that it's time to get that joy back. It's time to reclaim it. It's time to reclaim what the devil has stolen because the devil likes to take the the difficulty and turn it into the the depression, turn it into the anger, turn it into the anxiety, turn it into the the um you know the 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 miser the miserableness i made up a word um and and that's not how god has called motherhood to be not at all motherhood is a mission that he has given us all of us mothers that are mothers we have been called to motherhood and it is a mission and the missions that god has called us to all of them are going to be difficult but they are going to be rewarding and they can be so they should be they're supposed to be so full of joy they're going to be difficult, but they're not going to not going to be so, you know, to the point where they're they're literally stealing our joy, where they're literally taking and sucking the life out of us. And I see that so many mothers really feel that way. And 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 I, I know that that's not how God has called us called us to. And I felt that way. So let, let me back up for a second. I'm going to share my journey in, in just a little bit. Don't get me wrong, though. I, I have a journey as well where I was miserable, where I had so much anxiety, where I had so much depression, where I felt like motherhood was a mistake because I 
I wasn't expecting for it to literally make me feel like I didn't know who I was anymore. And that I didn't even remember the last time that I was happy, that I was joyful, that I had really smiled. I wasn't enjoying my children. I wasn't enjoying my marriage. I wasn't enjoying this life that God has called me to. And and that's, God doesn't call us to misery. He calls us to joy. So I knew that something wasn't right. And I knew that I had to reclaim that joy. So I'm going to share that story with you in a little bit. But that's that's really the heart behind why I'm here. Because God has called us to a mission of motherhood. And he's called us to other missions. We have a mission in our marriage. We have mission in our church. We have mission in our careers. And when we become mothers, oftentimes that, that overwhelm and that mental load and that, that stress can really cloud our vision and deter us from fulfilling the other missions that God has called us to well. And that comes from a lack of being able to um, strategically and um, efficiently and simplistically manage the things that God has put in our hands to to be faithful with. And that that's that's real you know that that's a, that's a real um tactical thing that many of us struggle with and i used to struggle with as well so that is that is why i have decided on the name mission motherhood or why god has given me the name mission motherhood because once we have learned how to set a solid foundation in our homes, in our marriages, with our children, create routines, systems, and structures, organize and simplify our lives in a way that creates the space and the room for us to be faithful to the missions that God has called us to, we can then get back to our mission. It is mission motherhood, but it is a mission for Jesus. It's all the missions. So that's the, that's the purpose of this show, empowering and equipping mothers to walk in their callings, both in and out of motherhood and, and doing that by showing you how to have that solid foundation that paves the way and creates that room that you are looking for to be able to not only fill your cup and pursue other things outside of motherhood, but most importantly, and also mother with joy and intention with the mission that is motherhood. It's time to conquer that mental load. It's time to conquer that mental load and get back to your purpose. So I'm going to talk a little bit more about my backstory, my journey to motherhood and how I wasn't prepared for the anxiety. I realized my anxiety was stemmed from anything out of my control that made me feel like I couldn't take care of myself. This is because I have had such a problem giving myself permission to take care of myself my entire life. Now that I was a mom at a time when taking my taking care of myself was most paramount, I was totally robbed of that of that freedom, you know, to take care of myself and my needs whenever I needed or wanted to. Plus, I felt like I had to earn the privilege of taking care of myself even more so. I felt like I couldn't take care of myself until everything and everyone else was taken care of. And when you're a mom, of course, that's a never ending job. I felt like as a mom, um, you know, asking for help was absolutely out of the question. It was my responsibility to keep the home, raise the kids, keep my husband happy and succeed in my career all by myself. I felt like that was what being a mom and a Proverbs 31 woman meant, that I had to basically just manage it all, manage it all by myself, never have help. And essentially spin around in circles until I drowned. 
The problem is when you don't know how to manage just one of the hats you're wearing, how in the world can you manage all of them? I didn't know how to manage it all. I tried to make things too complicated. I wasn't efficient. I worked harder instead of smarter, and I worked myself into the ground. My family was feeling the anxiety and burnout before I even realized what was happening. I felt like I just had to try harder and just be better, and I just kept telling myself, try harder, be better, try harder, be better, try harder, be better. Like I would just tell myself that over and over and over and over again. I would constantly just force myself and just say, you just have to do better, Caroline. Just just do it. Just figure it out <laughs> without any real strategy in place, without any real look at where the actual problem was coming from. So I didn't get better and I was resentful. We were always on the go. We never stopped to rest as a family. I never stopped to rest as a person for myself. I never had time for myself. I felt like my dreams and goals and ambitions were constantly on hold. And worst of all, I felt like a failure as a wife and a mom. I mean, this was the calling that God had for me. He called me to motherhood, the dream he had placed on my heart. And here I was failing. What I love about God is that he is so faithful to give you wisdom when you ask for it. And he showed me that I needed to work smarter and not harder. He needed to, I needed to simplify and steward well the space and time that he had given me. And I needed to steward well what was in my hand instead of wishing that things were different. I'm going to repeat that. I needed to steward well what was in my hand instead of wishing things were different. How often have you just thought, if this was different, if this was different, if I could just do this, if I could just do this, then this, then this, then this. And then when that thing finally changes, you find yourself realizing that something else needs to change and then something else needs to change. It's a never ending cycle. One that I have found myself in many, many times. In fact, even just recently. So I'm not over here saying that I have all of a sudden magically figured it all out and I'm perfect. Absolutely not. Not at all. But with with the framework and with and with choosing choosing to do things differently when i find myself getting back to that place i know how to come back and say wait wait a minute wait a minute is it that things need to be different or is that i need to steward well what's in my hand and i'm not stewarding that well right now because god has given me and given you every single thing you need to be able to manage the things that he's called you to but let, let me let me repeat that though He has given it to you, which means the strength comes from him. The wisdom comes from him. The strategy comes from him. All of it comes from him. And, and, and that, which means then you have to rely on him to receive that. So let's make no mistake that the most important thing is rely on Jesus. The most important thing is seeking his face. The most important thing is saying, Lord, show me how to do this. Point me in the direction of your wisdom, of your tools, of the people, of the help. He has the answers. Maybe the answer, maybe one of the answers is you listening to this podcast episode right now. If you've resonated with anything I've just said, then perhaps one of the answers is this podcast, which is amazing. And I'm so grateful. I'm so glad. Because we have to go through some stuff in order to minister to other people. So my journey that I have gone through and continue to go through to this day, even though it's evolved and it's changed and it's gotten better. But of course, you know, more problems will arise and I'll work through those. And I'm just here to bring you along with me and here to show you and teach you what God has taught me. You know, but it's 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 never going to be perfect. It's never going to be rainbows and butterflies. It's always going to be difficult. But God has the answer. And that was the answer he had given me, at least 
you know, one of the answers he had given me to steward well what was in my hand and to simplify my space and to simplify my time and to uncomplicate things. He helped me to realize that I had the power to make things different. It didn't have to be this way. It didn't have to be just filled with all this anxiety, all this frustration, all this overwhelm. In fact, it wasn't supposed to feel that way. It's not supposed to feel that way. If you are feeling totally lost and miserable and like you are drowning, you are not supposed to feel this way. Do not let the society of motherhood, by society of motherhood, I mean like today's society and and the worldly view make you feel like that motherhood is supposed to be just this miserable life where once your kids grow up, you'll be happy again. But you're supposed to be, you know, wandering around, never showering, just, you know, relying on coffee, just you know, looking and feeling like a hot mess. It's not supposed to feel that way. It's not supposed to be that way. Motherhood, while hard, is not supposed to completely rob you of yourself. I'm going to say that again. Motherhood, while hard, is not supposed to completely rob you of yourself. Okay? So he showed me that. And and when he showed me that, I felt so much relief. I felt so much relief. So glad that I didn't have to let motherhood rob me of myself and rob me of my joy. And that I could still be who God had called me to be. And I could mother with intention and joy without feeling like this lost, miserable puppy. So practically, tactically, I began to simplify everything because that was the first thing he told me to do. I realized that everything I had in my home and around me was not serving me and it was causing me so much anxiety. In fact, God helped me to realize that I hadn't even really been stewarding my finances well. That my husband and I, there was so many things that we had that we didn't really need because we weren't really exercising godly wisdom in our finances. So there was a lot of you know deeper things there as well. And that our home wasn't serving us. Our home was a center of chaos. So I simplified our home. I simplified our schedules. I simplified our priorities. I began looking at how we are living our lives and how to to just quiet a lot of that noise and be really intentional and focused on only what God has called us to and not much else. In fact, really nothing else. If God wasn't calling us to it, if it wasn't pleasing to him, then it was leaving. It was leaving our schedules. It was leaving our homes. It was leaving. Um. So for example, from taking an hour in the morning to plan a perfect outfit to how to, um, to how long it took to clean my house because of all the unnecessary stuff that we had and, you know, all the things our kids didn't need, all of it. Like I simplified everything. I researched minimalism. I felt the Lord calling me to that. And, um, and I would began to be content with much fewer items and being intentional with the items that we did have. And that's crazy. You know, just like looking back when I look back at pictures of myself, because man, like I was like a, like a jewelry freak. Like I would have like 10 bracelets on my arms and dangly hoop earrings and just, you know, tons of different outfits. I never wore the same outfit. Like I would literally have anxiety, like pre-mom Caroline would have anxiety if I wore the same outfit, like less than seven days in a row. Like that's how much value I put in my clothes and in my appearance and all that kind of stuff, which is really just me masking other anxieties And through that simplification process, God healed me so much of so much anxiety and so much other, so many other things I need to heal from and where I, and helped me to realize like where I was really putting my priorities and how I wasn't, you know, focusing on him and seeking him and and my identity being in him. 
I was putting my identity in my things, putting my identity in my clothing, putting my identity in my hair, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm not saying we can't look cute. I'm not saying that we can't, you know, if we enjoy fashion, if we enjoy colors, or if we enjoy, you know, earrings, like that's totally fine. In fact, I, I, I encourage that. But it's, of course, it's always about where your heart is, what your heart posture is, et cetera, and being a good steward of the things that God has given you and making sure that you're not going overboard and not living in excess. So that was how the first... um you know, the the first step for us was to simplify. And there'll be a lot of episodes in this podcast um, talking about really, you know, realistically, practically how this can look for you, how to simplify and organize your home and your space so it serves you and your family well. So that's just a little overview of what I did. But don't worry, there's so much so much more content to come in that area. Um, so Another example of just simplifying, but not in your your stuff, but just in your like your your schedule, your priorities. Um, something that we had been doing was taking all day Saturday to do all of our errands and clean our entire home. We had like no Sabbath whatsoever, no day of rest, no just staying home. We were constantly on the go. I felt like at the time I was working, I was a teacher full time. We had long commutes, etc. I felt like at the time that was the only way to get things done. But by the time, you know, Saturday evening ran, like came, we, my husband and I were both just super burned out. We were always burned out and we weren't having any fun because it felt like we were just had seven day work weeks, you know, instead of five day work weeks. So we'd spend all day Saturday grocery shopping, cleaning, getting the house ready for the next week. Sunday would be church and we'd be come home and, you know, iron clothes and prep food for the week. And we would just be so exhausted and like, like what happened? Like, where's the fun? This is not the life that we signed up for. We thought marriage and, and, and having kids would have a little bit more downtime and relaxation and time to enjoy one another. And we were doing the exact opposite of that because we were just so busy and we were, we, we thought there was only one way to do things and we did the most complicated way. And we just, we needed to simplify that completely. So we began making brunch together on Saturdays. We began simplifying the way that we did our, our errands and just moving things around. Um, we began to create systems that tightened up our processes so we can get really efficient involving the family as a team into those systems and really just begin to lighten up some of the load and spread it out throughout the week so that we weren't feeling like we were just kind of um, enslaved by Saturdays to, you know, do all the household things and, you know, take care of all the household business um, because we didn't do it throughout the rest of the week. So we, can't, we created really efficient systems for that. So that Saturdays could be about having brunch together and um, making time for each other in the evenings um, when our kids were sleeping so that we could, you know, really pour into one another and, and pour back into our marriage. So that's another way of simplifying that we that we chose to do, simplifying our schedules, realizing where the chaos was and choosing that that did not have to be our life anymore. Um, so this is an example of simple, simplifying in, you know, your, your schedules and your, your items, et cetera. And um, after we had kind of done that, I went into uh, simplifying the rest of our routines and and systems. At the time, I only had one child. Um, I'm sorry, that's a lie. <laughs> I had a stepson who is um, quite a bit older than my firstborn. Um, so at the time, when my when my firstborn was born and she was a baby, he was 15. So he will be 18 soon, just kind of give you an idea. Um, 
So at the time, you know, I, I got a handle on my daughter's routine. I got a handle on my stepson's routine. He was living with us full time. And so I got a handle on their routines and I began creating a flow for how our days would look, how our evenings would look, when and who would do what and how to, again, just make things a little bit more efficient and, and systematic and have a rhythm. And with paring down so many things in our house, reorganizing the way that our kitchen ran, I, you know, literally like took everything out of the cupboards, reorganized them, put plates where it made sense, you know, got rid of so many excess things that we were always kind of like fidgeting around trying to find stuff at the last minute. We, if, if we were always looking for something, that was a problem. So just a lot of work went behind creating a household that was that that could serve us that could run efficiently and serve us and not make us feel like we were essentially a slave in slaves in our own houses so with that and with creating a routine for my daughter sleep training her getting her to sleep independently and in consistent schedule that we could rely on and depend on and my husband and I could work together to put her down for naps and not everything relied on me and um you know looking at the time the chunks of time that we'd have and we learned how to arrange like okay well it would be it would make a good it would make good sense to you know to do errands over here or to do this over here or to wake up at this time like it really began to give us a framework for how to live and how to to begin to manage the different things that we had to manage. My husband was at school, was in school at the time. It opened up more time for him to do his schoolwork and to be able to focus on that without without me feeling overwhelmed by him leaving to go do that schoolwork. You know, because before I would just feel like crazy. I would feel absolutely, I would literally have like an anxious breakdown if he was going to go leave and do schoolwork. I'm going, oh my goodness, you're leaving me with the school. I'm sorry, you're leaving me with the house. You're leaving me with the kids. You're leaving me with all the things. And I would feel like super anxious about that. So, in simplifying the way we lived our lives and systemizing it and in creating these routines and creating these structures, we began to really have space to be people, space to be married, space to be present with our kids and to do it with intention and joy. And to this day, we are still working at it. You know, it's always a work in progress as we add new kids. We've added a second child since then. As the kids get older, as routines change, etc. As I have, you know, launched my business and I'm, you know, doing more work than I was doing and I've left teaching. I'm homeschooling our kids like things change things evolve um but what hasn't changed is us getting our joy back what hasn't changed is us feeling like we were robbed of peace and robbed of joy and robbed of happiness and love and not love like of course we loved each other but just robbed of feeling like we could actually enjoy our lives because we were married and had kids you know and of course, our strength is in Jesus. Jesus equips us with the strength and the wisdom and the knowledge and the know-how to be able to do this and to and to keep us um, more than afloat, but keep us, you know, thriving in this. Um, he is our strength, and and that's why you know this this ministry is for. Um, is, is always going to point you back to Jesus. It's always going to point you back to Jesus. I'm a big fan of of making sure that we're, our eyes are fixed on Jesus, but then there's the practical of how to, how to do the things, right? And sometimes I think there's a little bit of of that missing. There's a lot of like, oh, focus on Jesus, focus on Jesus, focus on Jesus, focus on Jesus. Yes, absolutely. But then now what? How, you know, what what move do I make? Sometimes we just need help knowing what steps to take and um, knowing how to, you know, realistically, how do you manage everything? How do you create a routine so that you can have more time to spend with the Lord? How do you create a routine so that you can have more time to focus on that thing he's called you to, write that book that he's called you to, um, called you to write or homeschool your kids with intention and or whatever it is that he's called you to. But if you're drowning, if, you're, if your foundation, if your home 
is not is not structurally sound. And by home, I mean like your your family team is not structurally sound and, and, and the dwelling in which you live in is 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 in constant chaos. And you're not going to be able to see clearly to do the things that he's called you to do. And 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 of course, including mothering with intention and and your your children being your mission field that he has called you to. You're not going to be able to do that if you're if you're drowning and clouded with with chaos. So that is that is where the mission motherhood points back to. So with that being my story, um with how I began to transform my own life, um a little bit more professionally just to kind of, you know, help you all to understand like who you're listening to a little bit more um like who I am a little bit I guess you can say but I was I was a teacher so um God really helped me to realize that a lot of the the skills of the teacher I had I could you know utilize in my own in my own home as well because teachers thrive on you know we know students and kids thrive on routine and so I knew how to control and manage my own classroom I knew how to control and manage my students but I was not controlling and managing my own home and so learning how to tran- transfer those skills into the home was was really key and so God really showed me again that he had equipped me to not only do this for myself but then be but then be to be able to do it for other moms that were struggling and lost as well. And so I began to just pour into other moms. A lot of moms would begin to approach me and ask me, Caroline, like you seem to have it all under control. You seem to be able to manage this so well. Like, how are you doing this? How are you able to do this? And I would just begin to create routines for them. I would begin to say, okay, well, let's take a look. What's going on here? Oh, and then I would literally just take their lives and undo the chaos and show them a solution and a breath of fresh air weight off of their shoulders would be the result. And they would realize that they could actually be a mom, be a wife, work, you know, or have a business or have hobbies or whatever, and and manage it all and manage it all well and, and actually not feel like they were running into the ground as a result of it. That there is a, there is a way to do it and to do it in a way that doesn't feel so, you know, like you're drowning all the time. Um, that doesn't mean you can do all the things. Absolutely not. That's impossible. That's a lie from the enemy. You cannot do everything, but the things that God has called you to, you can do well. And then he will equip you and he will position you to do them well. And he will show you how to manage those things well. And he will, he will make sure that you can. So I began to do this, um, for, for other moms and show them, you know, what things they needed to cut from their lives, what things weren't belonging, what things weren't a priority, didn't need to be a priority, where they could tighten things up, how to get their kids on routines, how to discipline their kids a little bit more effectively, maybe how to run and manage their home in a way that didn't make them feel like they were drowning and always cleaning all the time. And is again, all the things that I did for myself, I just began to do them, do them for others. Any mom that would come up to me and ask me, I would just do it for her and just do it for her. And I saw time after time after time, how many moms were like, wow, thank you so much. You've changed my life. I need your service. People need your services. And so I began to to make it into a thing and really began to, to, um, to take on clients and, and create routines and schedules and color code them and help moms over the phone and, um, with zoom meetings and all that fun stuff. And, you know, really began to help, help moms simplify their lives and 
after working with me, those moms have gone on to start more businesses. They've gone on to to realize that they had more time to, you know, maybe um, start studying for something or start a YouTube channel or um, pivot their businesses or whatever that whatever that looked like for them. But every single mom has gone on to realize that, wow, I've I realized even more clearly a vision or a mission that I didn't even know God was calling me to because now I have space. Now I have now I have the opportunity to see it because I have really tightened up my foundation, my home, my my schedule, my routines, my systems, and my marriage, and all those things. And once that foundation is, is set, man, like the possibilities are really endless. Um, with me, my own foundations and the ways that I simplified my own life led me to even where I am right now, talking to you in this microphone, on this podcast. I could not be here if it wasn't for me, you know, doing everything that I just told you that I did for my own life and and really taking back my time and taking back my joy in motherhood. Um, I would not be here right now if it wasn't for that. So um, I began doing that for, for many other moms and that's led me to to be right here, showing you, teaching you, equipping you to get back to your own mission in motherhood, to get back to your own missions outside of motherhood, to realize that you can manage your life, manage your home, manage your family, reclaim your time and your joy and and really truly focus on your mission that God has called you to within motherhood and outside of motherhood instead of being so bombarded with the mental load that comes with motherhood. So um, that is the official backstory. That's officially why I'm here. If you love what you heard, if you're like nodding along and being like, oh my goodness, that's me. Or, oh my goodness, this is what I need to do. You're speaking, you're speaking truth to me. I'm, I'm, you're helping me realize what's, what's going on with me, etc man, I'm ready to get back to my mission too. If that's you, then you're in the right place. There will be content coming at you out of the woodworks. Now, if you're here on launch day, there's already several episodes for you to go ahead and binge listen to. So I won't tell anybody if you just, you know, go ahead and keep listening. Listen to all the episodes, okay? Like they're there for you. Um, So there's several episodes for you to listen to today. um, So you can kind of get a lot of content. But of course, every single week, You'll be receiving a new episode that will cover everything from how we can change the motherhood narrative of going from mommy martyrdom, hot mess mom to mom that thrives, mom that is on top of it, mom that actually loves being a mom, is thriving, has joy, has time to herself, is pursuing things inside and outside of motherhood, has boundaries, all the things, all the things. We can be that mom, you can be that mom, and I'm going to show you how you can be that mom. So we're going to change the motherhood narrative together. We're going to show future moms that motherhood does not have to be so scary. Yes, we're going to talk about the hard, but the hard does not mean the bad. We're going to talk about how to manage and handle the difficulty with grace, with joy, with intention, without it turning into a miserable, complain, depressed best, if you will. Um, and of course, does not mean I'm, I'm not knocking anything about depression or anxiety. I struggle with depression and anxiety myself, you know, but I also did not want to stay there. And I firmly believe that we do not have to stay there. So if you are struggling with depression or anxiety, postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, all things I've struggled with, please, I am not a professional. Seek professional help as far as that's concerned. But again, that's taking action. And so I'm here to help you figure out what action is best for you to take to change your motherhood narrative. So maybe the action is seeking professional help. Maybe the action is changing your diet. Maybe the action is simplifying your home. Maybe the action is creating routines and systems for your family. Maybe it's a combination of all those things, which has been me. It's been a combination of 
all those things for myself to change my own motherhood narrative. But my goal here for you is to realize that you can change your motherhood narrative. If you if you are not happy with your motherhood narrative right now, then you can change it. With Jesus's grace and power and strength, you can change your motherhood narrative. And so I will show you and lead you in a direction of how you can figure out your your next steps into doing that for yourself. Um, more practically, we will talk about identifying what are the causes of your stress, stress? What are the causes of your chaos? Where are things falling apart in your home? Where are the gaps? So you can know what steps, what would be the first steps you need to take. We'll talk more about simplifying your home. We'll talk more about organizing your home, how to set things up in a way that serves you and your family. We'll talk about creating routines. We'll talk about routines for kids, routines for you, routines for your husband, all the things, um, and how to marry them all together so they can work really nicely and well together. We'll talk about household management and how to simplify that. And we'll talk about, of course, how to keep your cup full, how to keep seeking Jesus, keeping your cup full with him um, so that you're keeping your cup, your spiritual cup full? How do you keep your, your your physical cup full? How are you making sure that you as a person are taken care of so that you can pour from a cup that is full and not a cup that is empty? And lastly, we'll, we'll be talking a lot about, okay, We've we've strengthened our foundation. We've strengthened our motherhood, um, our motherhood foundation. We've changed that narrative. Now what? Now what are those missions that God is calling me to? Now what are those missions that God is helping me to see so clearly? We'll be talking about that and showing you how you can, you can go after those. How you can pursue those. How can, that can that those missions can fit into your mission of motherhood? We'll be talking about all the things, all of it all of it, girl. So I'm so glad to have you along for the ride, along for the journey. Again, share this with your friends. Take a screenshot, put it on your Instagram, you know, share it in somebody's DMs or text or something along those lines. And then better yet, better yet, if you love what you heard today, subscribe to the show and leave a review um, on iTunes or whatever other podcasting host that you are listening to this from right now because that will really, really help get this new show in the hands of all the moms that need to listen to it. Thank you for your support, friend. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast. You can check out the show notes for this episode at carolinejsumlin.com slash blog. If the content of this episode helped you in any way, please take a few minutes to share this episode with a mama friend, share this podcast to your Instagram stories, and leave us a review in iTunes and subscribe to the show. Thank you so much for listening, mama. See you next time.